0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vinyl Countdown, the podcast where I, Jeremy Levine, break down my favorite vinyl releases from cover to cover and everything in between. On this week's episode, I will be covering one of the best straight edge hardcore bands ever, in my opinion, Uh, Boston's own Have Heart and their second and Unfortunately final album released in two thousand eight, Songs to Scream at the Sun. Now um, there are there's a bunch to unpack here. There's tons of variants, so how about we get on down to Variant Corner <laughs> and discuss. So according to Discogs, there are eleven pressings available and numerous variants contained within those pressings. Uh, total, there's about 15 variants. Uh, I'm not going to list them all. But um, I did want to talk about what they called the, uh, the quote, Friends Press. Um, it is It was part of the first pressing of, of, uh, of records or whatever. Limited to 112 on clear vinyl. And it was given out randomly in mail orders and to friends of the band. That is the one that I want so bad. But there's only, there's three for sale, there's two for 200 bucks, and one for 350, which um, I don't want it that bad, but I really, really want it. Like, you know, if I had an extra $200 laying around, I might possibly look into getting that one. But um, it's, that's one I really want. So uh, I've got the 11th pressing on clear blue vinyl with blue smoke, limited to 1,000. However, that's not the one that I actually wanted. Uh, When I ordered it, uh, I ordered the ninth pressing on a Coke bottle clear, limited to a thousand, because I really love Coke bottle clear variants of anything, and uh, I got that one instead. Um, Siren Records is who I ordered it from, and um, yeah, they were super cool about it. Like they, they actually gave me a refund, but just told me to keep the record. So I then used the money from the refund to buy the one that I really wanted from a guy in Germany. So now I have two, but, um, uh, I guess for a, a, bonus variant corner here, the, uh, bridge nine released a mystery box with eight records for $30. But as part of that bundle and the whole reason I even got the bundle, which I got some pretty cool records out of it. Some mans I didn't know, some mans I did, but, um, they included uh, seven-inch of the song "Lions and Lambs," uh, released for the first time ever on physical media. Uh, it was a song recorded during the recording of this album, but it didn't make the record and like lived on through digital means for years and years. Uh, they didn't divulge pressing counts or, or what color you would get, uh, which you know is kind of a that's kind of cool, I guess. And uh, I got orange, which I was happy with because I have. Uh, another half heart. I think I, I think I have their first album on Orange as well, and um, another EP or whatever I also have on Orange. So I kind of uh, it was kind of cool, I guess, that they all ended up matching uh, in that way. Um, yeah, so I have the uh, What Counts album on uh, what's called on on Orange or the the EP. Then I have the Things We Carry. Actually, that I'm sorry. The things it carries on Coke bottle clear is what I have. So, the two albums match, and then the EP and the single, the seven inch, uh, match right. So, anyway, point is, so there was a uh, there was orange, there was gray, and then a clear with orange splatter, which also also looks pretty fucking cool. But um, so now a not so funny story, but uh, my copy of that somehow got lost in my house, which I have like. I have over two hundred records. They never leave the shelf. They stay in one spot in one designated room of the house, and that's it. And somehow or another, I ended up losing it, and I cannot find it anywhere in the house. The kids haven't seen it. Like nobody's seen it. Um, so I had to actually reorder it or whatever. Uh, I got it from Discog for eight bucks, but um, kind of sucks to have to suck to have to repay for it. I guess. But uh, I needed it back in my collection. So, you know, at some point, I'm sure it'll probably, uh, it'll show up again or whatever, and then I'll have two. But, um, you know, until that day, uh, at least I have the one, so I'm happy about that. Um, Now, let's, um, I guess, after that long, uh, longer variant corner, let's get into the music, shall we? So, track one, The Same Sun. Now, According to Pat Flynn, uh, lead singer, the album is, uh, quote, he says, uh, Songs to Scream at the Sun is the coming-of-age story. It's about the growing process of a young kid shaking the chains of selfishness, but it's everything about what you lose and gain in the process of growing up. Uh, now, I'll be honest, I'm not too sure what the song is about, but um, you know, he sings about looking into the mirror and, quote, seeing a boy, not a man, uh, the father of a son, I refuse to other, to understand, and uh, you know, he lists some more examples like that, and um, it seems to suggest uh, he's growing up, you know, like, like I mentioned earlier, and you know, seeing things that he doesn't understand around him, you know, like uh, his father maybe being a uh, maybe being strict or just not really knowing him, I guess, and uh, like later later in that song, he sings of a homeless man and and that he quote. Uh, still sees the same son, you know, I guess as to say that uh, this guy and him are no different regardless of, regardless of their stations in life, you know, um, they're like people are people, you know, type of thing, and uh, you know, I will say they they are really big in the, uh, like the quote, uh, positive, hardcore scene, like their lyrics uh, throughout both albums, the EPs, like they, they really inspire you, uh, while also, you know, screaming your face off or whatever, uh, which, which is pretty cool, I think. But, you know, so on the track two, uh, Boston's, uh, Pat writes of both his generational familial differences and their impact on each other, you know, uh, talking about his own, his, uh, his father's and his grandfather's lives. You know, uh, the album and song title Boston's uh, written plurally, not singularly. As in the name of the city Boston, it's a way of showing the dichotomy of one's individual experience versus the collective experience of existence. Now, I will say the the lyrics, you know, they they back that explanation up pretty well, but it also seems to be a letter of appreciation to his father too. You know, um, <clears throat> he sings and this is a it's lengthy, but I think it's necessary to understand the scope of the song. So, quote the Irish temper, it, its history's chains. The alcoholic stain that just won't wash away, but a seed was planted in the sod of nothingness from which you came, and flowers grew and roses bloomed to form this garden of life you've made. And in the city you once knew as hell, in a garden where I enjoy myself, and in this father I hardly know was a son who took back what the bottle stole, so I could be the boy you couldn't be, have the father you didn't get to see, have the youth you did not get to live, or feel the love in this world you forgot, to, or feel the love in this world forgot to give. And for this gift I don't deserve to get I'll make damn sure I earn this Oh your friends say Boston's beautiful but they didn't live here they didn't die here in the Hyde Park years Oh your friends say Boston's beautiful but they didn't they didn't live hard they didn't die hard when sons when sons dragged out their fathers from bars Oh your friends say Boston's beautiful they didn't dream here they didn't scream here when no one hears Oh your friends say Boston's beautiful but they didn't hide here they didn't cry here when little boys weren't allowed to share their tears. There's just aren't enough men like you. <clears throat> Close quotes. So I love that shit. And you know, all of the songs, they're they're fairly short, or whatever, like the, the entire album clocks in at like 21 minutes, but there's a lot stuffed in to every song, both lyrically and thematically. Uh in they kind of remind me of Touche and in that in that regard how they can say so much in a minute 25 second 2 minute song or whatever and like more than some people can say in you know 4 or 5 6 minute songs like it's it's um it takes a lot of talent i think to to write that way uh and and make it flow so well and make it just impact like make its impact so so hard the way they do so uh on to track 3 Pave paradise a uh it's a love letter to being on the road and touring but uh it's kind of also speaking to the shitty side as well he says uh how many miles until i get out of this rectangular box of hell because these four same faces in these overcrowded spaces have me praying for the places that will leave me one minute to my fucking self the floor heads glued to window panes the sore backs from kitchen wood floors and all the sitting 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 in a van yet i still want more he sings in the first verse. So it's like, he hates it and he loves it at the same time, but being off tours, hell, as he says in verse two, you know, but two weeks home cripple me because the trees don't pass and the lines don't move as the white walls collapse on my rambling by blues. That's howling, howling for the open road. So, you know, it kind of reminds me of a uh, pups, uh, if this tour doesn't kill you song or whatever, only a whole lot angrier. Um, uh, you know, I've never been on tour, obviously, I've never been in a band, but I can only imagine sitting, the the only experience I even have that's close to that, I guess, would be like uh, playing basketball in high school for all four years, and, you know, being with the same group of guys pretty much for four years, and all the traveling all the time spent in practice all the time spent outside of practice all the time, like, all of that stuff, you see these same people with, like, I saw, I saw them and coach everybody else, you know, it seemed like, more than my own family, you know, for that four years, so eventually, you know, <laughs> you get to a point where you you cannot fucking stand even hearing somebody's voice, like, you just want to punch them in the goddamn face, and uh, even, I mean, some of my best friends are still some of my best friends, like, we nearly gotten into fistfights, you know, just because it's like we were brothers, like, you know, you you sit with somebody so long, and you know, no matter how much you may love them or how much you may respect them or whatever, like eventually that's going to lead to some conflicts or whatever. And, uh, but then, you know, there, there's this idea like, man, like that, you know, like, you want to be on, you just want to be by yourself. Like, fuck that. You know, you want to just be alone, but then it kind of get that. It's like, uh, but you know, it, it's, it's so much fun, right? Like you love being there with them You love experiencing these things with people and traveling and everything else. So it's like on, on that level, I get it. You know, but um, you know, moving right along, track four, uh, on the bird, uh, the bird in the cage, uh, a song that deals with uh, separation from a male perspective, while also confronting the possessiveness of that. Uh, he sings, uh, there's just a feeling inside me that something's leaving, like life, someone stealing salt from sea, uh, let me sinking and let left me thinking." how to keep you caged with me because I fucking need you like air to fucking breathe just to hold you. Oh, I hold you. Oh, how I hold you. I hold you down, down with my insecurities, down with my hypocrisy, down with my pathetic, pleas. down instead of setting you free to find your happiness with or without me. So untie your feet, reattach your wings. So you don't have to open your throat to sing because it's you. I love then from you, I'd walk away. Um, while this theme is, um, uh, I guess it's, it's one of the most dealt with, uh, in music have hearts take on it begins by acknowledging how men tend to try anything to keep their partner from leaving them. Even if they quote, uh, the sun is set on them, which he says in the song. And then by the, uh, by the end, you know, he's acknowledging how his behavior is, is quote, you know, holding the woman down or whatever. And, um, you know all for the sake of the man's insecurities uh hypocrisy pathetic pleas etc uh thus implying that this urge uh not to be left by one's girlfriend stems from one's possessiveness, possessiveness oh god possessiveness or ego more than pure love so you know then the uh the last verse you know he's saying how letting someone go for their own good uh that says that true love for someone implies letting them go when they need it instead of keeping them tied against their will, you know? And you know, finally, you know, the song doesn't avoid the, the topic of like sorrow or nostalgic feelings following a separation, but by invoking it after the acceptance of separation implies that this is somewhat inevitable, hard without doubt, but inevitable. Yeah. I think that's a very, uh, that's a perfect explanation. Um, and again, you know, this is, it's pretty cool because, you know, I know some people get all shitty about this, but you know, they're confronting you know toxic masculinity and like all that bullshit way back in 2008, and even before that, they like been singing about that since their first album. You know, and I think that's really cool, and I, I really admire them for that because you know, considering how toxic people can be in you know in this industry, you know, from what I've heard, I'm not in the industry, obviously, but from what I've heard and kind of stories you read it's uh you know men especially you know sorry guys but just looking at numbers here you know uh to have these guys from Boston hardcore as fuck you know singing about this stuff is pretty awesome uh you know the 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 idea that um you know like I said like the you know the the idea of what being a man is quote-unquote or what you should do as a man like it's they they kind of like rail against that and just you know it's it's pretty awesome you know uh, you know even uh, I think their their last show ever uh, except for like reunion shows I mean like the last show when they were like an active band uh, the proceeds from that show went to a local uh, women's shelter or whatever so yeah I would like to think they're pretty stand up dudes like that's that's pretty cool but um brotherly love is up next uh now it sounds like someone uh is in jail or uh you know someone on a dot which you know take that with a grain of salt but uh they said that um pat said it's about a kid he knew growing up and that he was uh maybe that was in some, in some trouble or some shit or whatever and he was uh too selfish and too scared to help that that kid out or whatever um Yet, yeah, considering the source, again, take it with a grain of salt, but it does sound plausible at least. But um, so he says, in a room that holds you like a guilt ridden, paralyzing cell, no calls, no mail, no visitors for you when you're in hell, forced hellos, rushed goodbyes, and best wishes for you in the meantime. He sings in one part, you know, but it, it, it kind of backs that up, I think. But um, so, no roses, no sky is the next. Track and it is uh, kind of an empowering song in a way. It's uh, about a woman who maybe hasn't had the best luck in life. You know, like he mentions that, you know, the doctor's pills aren't doing the trick. Uh, TV screens and magazines promoting unrealistic and unhealthy beauty norms. Uh, Prince Charming never left, never, never, you know, bringing her flowers. Uh, a life, a loveless lifetime alone, right? Uh, and he says, the one part, you know, she uh, dancing through the pain, but still, you know, rises with the. Rises with every morning sun Alone But at the end of it all She dances alone So beautiful Uh She has her own romance Because she loves herself And that's all that matters So Uh That's kind of cool You know again They Very um Not really in the The norms of like You know It's not saying like Hey you need You need a partner to be happy Or You know you need this or that It's like hey Just love you for you And that's all that really matters Right But um uh, So yeah, so track seven, the taste of the floor, uh, the taste of, the the taste of the floor reminds me of the skin that leaves me in an ocean, that leaves me in oceans of my soul without a shore. So alone. So we'll hold those barren bodies, uh, beret of any soul to get back what the middle of the night stole, the forgotten feeling of feeling whole. But the loneliness of our togetherness creates an empty nest for the emptiness freezing in this chest. So can you make me feel good? Make me feel complete? Help me return it to a dream of a love worth more than dirt and meat. It's a uh, very short song. It's like fifty-four seconds, but uh, still a lot packed in there lyrically. You know, just to, again, it kind of sounds like you know he's just wondering if he'll ever you know not be alone. Uh, and as always, we've all been there, right? Um, so definitely can relate to that. But um, reflections is up next, track eight. It's a mostly instrumental track that "Taste of the Floor" like flows seamlessly into. And uh, you know he's he's screaming something uh, in the background. I couldn't make it out, but then I looked up the lyric or whatever, and all he's saying is uh, "Where hearts don't hide from the sleeve." So uh, that's it. You know, I guess it's him just saying like, "Hey." We don't, we don't hide our feelings here. You know, we let them out. We let you know. And there's nothing wrong with showing your, your, your emotions or whatever. Right. So that's legit. So, uh, next up hard bark on the family tree, uh, seems to be singing about like loving his home or whatever. But he also says, uh, is says like one night, one fight, one family swallowed whole. Some things just fall apart. And, also how um uh, quote highways home become oceans that i just can't swim and the rusty gates of eaten locked to never let me in uh kind of like a sad really sad song that seems to end with him finding a sense of community or family within his friends which is you know it's nice but you know still sad you know because you don't have a, a family that you can rely on or that you even want to try to rely on but um I guess still finding people and finding people to put around you uh, is good. But, you know, it, it is uh, one of these sadder songs, I think, on the record. But the uh, the same son, track 10, spelled S-U-N, not S-O-N like the opener, uh, closes the, the track or closes the, the record. Uh, so he says, uh, son, son, did you stare too long in front of that mirror? Uh, did it break you when your conscience didn't get any clearer? with the stomach you fill with all the food you eat, and lack of pain you feel for the eyes that weep, outside your window sill of the castle where you sleep, has the sun stopped shining upon the crown you hang? Has your love and your hate started to feel the same? Did that love did that leave you feeling empty, feeling sick, feeling as empty as a child's stomach? As alone, as forsaken as you'd like to be, there are shoreless miseries of oceans, not seas, while you wallow and wail in your Tower of Ivory, your sister is starving, your brother is begging, Your sisters are starving, your brothers are begging, your mothers are mourning, your fathers are folding, unseen, unsung, under the same sun. Wake up, look up, there's a warmth up there, a reminder of peace, a reason to care. Wake up, look up, that's something you share. There's more to life than the boy in that mirror. Wake up, wake up, wake up. From the depths of this hell, where the free are slaves, no difference between the cowards and brave, where our love and hate have become the same, it's time that we unbecame where the ears are deaf and the tongue's too dry, where the arms don't hold and seeing eyes go blind, where nothing is everything, and everything is nothing. Arise my soul and sing now <clears throat> again, a long reading of it, but uh I think it was I think it's necessary you know because um uh, so there's a call back to the opener. The uh, same son with the, uh, your sisters are starving, your brothers are begging, your fathers are are mourning, your fathers are folding line. But now, as opposed to being a selfish kid, even though he does see himself as the same uh, in the end, he's saying now it's time to, quote, unbecome. You know, unlearn these biases, uh, this hate, and learn to love everyone and look at everyone equally. You know, Uh, it's very powerful songwriting, I think. And... The way that Pat delivers his lines, the way he screams them, the, the 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 music behind him, like it's, it's really, um, I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's something, it, it'll get you feeling all tingly and shit, like it's, um, it's hard to explain, but it just, when it hits, man, it hits you fucking hard, but, um, you know, now, for the bonus song this week, Lions and Lambs, again, written for this album but did not make the cut uh it is actually one of my favorite songs uh by them like period or whatever and uh actually fun story the the breakdown of this song and i'll get to it was actually the 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 reason i started this podcast and um at least the reason i got the idea and and the wheels start turning for it but um the other thing that really that pushed it over the edge and, and made me kept going, uh, or maybe had me keep going in the in the beginning, was um, uh, Jeff uh, from Thursday so graciously giving me permission to use their one of their songs for my intro music. Um, that solidified it. But again, this 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 breakdown is what is what originally got me like, okay, I want to fucking do it. Right. So he sings. Um, And to all the goddamn lazy motherfuckers, I dare you to create something. Get in a van or get on the stage. I've hardened these hands because I build, not break. I'm on my knees on the floor begging, please don't break this for me because everything else is broken. Everything I love is broken. Everything. Fuck yeah, bro. So it's, uh, (laughs) it's super angry, but it's super inspiring. And, uh, like I said, for me, I heard that, and you know, I'm, I've of course I've criticized people and podcasts and uh, music, movies, anything, right? That that's what we do, right? We watch something, we like it or we don't. We listen to it, we you know we enjoy it or we, or we don't, whatever. But at the end of the day, whether you like it or not, that person, whoever they are, that band or that movie, that filmmaker, whatever they. They went out there and they did something. They created it. They put it out in the world. And, you know, that's more than I'd ever done. You know what I mean? Like that's uh, not to say that we can't criticize things. That's not what I'm getting at. But the point I'm making is, you know, I I, I criticize things. I watch things. I don't like them. I like them, whatever. But then I got to thinking like, man, you know, know, there are things that I've wanted to do. I've wanted to create things before, but I've never actually had the balls to go off and, and do it. And just, like, put everything into it, right? And, you know, that kind of, that got my, that got the wheels turning for the podcast. I was like, well, fuck, man. You know, that's, that's true. Like, that's, you know, I, I want to, you know, get into this proverbial, you know, van or whatever and just fucking create something and just do it and just see what happens. And now it's turned into this. So, you know, pretty, uh, pretty awesome, I think. But, uh, I mean... I mean, get both of them, obviously. I mean, I don't know, fucking buy them both. They are incredible listens. Get their first album, get their first EP. Like, get everything you can by this band. If you like hardcore at all, I mean, if you like hardcore at all, you probably are, you already know about them anyway. You, you probably already have these records, but if somehow you don't, then do it. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, arbitrary rating uh, time, five out of five for both. And, um that's it I mean thank you all for listening uh, you know again uh, or I guess as always you know rate, review, subscribe on iTunes uh, rating and reviewing really helps me out a lot so uh, if you could do that you know drop a five star I really appreciate it um, or you know subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts um, you can like the Facebook page at uh, The Vinyl Countdown right just search that on Facebook and it'll come up uh, also, you can follow me on Instagram at uh, vinyl 337 all one word. But um, yeah, so until next time, uh, this has been The Vinyl Countdown. I'm Jeremy Levine, and I hope to be in your ears next week. Take care, everybody. Thank you.